Good morning, Nashville. My name is Braden Gall, and this is the 440 for Wednesday, November 25th. First of all, let me correct my error from Tuesday. Nashville SC was not fighting for a chance to reach the Eastern Conference semifinals. I misspoke yesterday, so my bad. You can book me for that if you want, because now I can say that Nashville SC will play for a trip to the Eastern Conference Finals after a 1-0 extra-time playoff win over Toronto FC on Tuesday evening. To start the Eastern Conference quarterfinal, Toronto FC totally controlled the first half. But the boys in gold made it to halftime, tied at zero. Then came the second half. Nashville SC was by far the superior side during the second half on Tuesday night. And unfortunately, SC simply couldn't finish when it mattered the most. Honey Mukhtar missed a perfect header from inside the six. Alex Muell, Randall Leal, and even Walker Zimmerman missed bona fide scoring chances from close range in the final 45 minutes. All of this while taking very little fire from the defending Eastern Conference champions. So Nashville headed to extra time thinking it might have missed its chance at a historic victory. And after a third goal got called back via offside flag, this time after a long run and gorgeous finish by Mukhtar, the game entered the final 15 minutes of extra time. And in the 108th minute, Mr. Nashville himself, Daniel Rios, sent Mukhtar on an optimistic run into the heart of three Toronto defenders. But the German works some magic with two delicate touches to create space at the top of the box and let one rip. It was on frame, and the Toronto keeper wasn't able to make a clean save. So Mr. Rios calmly tracked down the loose ball and buried the game winner into the empty net. The boys in gold then parked the bus and breathlessly held on for the remaining 12 minutes of play for a thrilling victory and a trip to the Eastern Conference semifinals. It was the 11th shutout of the year for Joe Willis and company, and it wasn't even close to a fluke. Nashville SC was the better team for the entire second half and extra time and straight up deserved to win the match. The drama was fantastic. The team provided excellent offensive opportunities, and the game was just outstanding theater for soccer fans. If you didn't enjoy that showing, I'm sorry, I got nothing for you, man. The Fantasyland run from our club will continue on Sunday against the three-seeded Columbus Crew. It had been 22 years since an expansion team had won an MLS playoff match. And now, Nashville SC has done it twice in the last week. The initial college football playoff rankings of 2020 came out on Tuesday night, and there were basically no surprises at all. Alabama is number one, Notre Dame is number two, Clemson is number three, and Ohio State is number four. Texas A&M checked in at number five, Florida landed at number six, Cincinnati at number seven, the highest ranking ever for a group of five team in playoff ranking history. Georgia was number nine, and Auburn was number 22 around the SEC. With some potentially huge matchups still pending in conference championship games between Clemson and Notre Dame, Florida and Alabama, Northwestern, who is eighth, and Ohio State, the thought is that maybe a group of five team like Cincinnati or BYU, who is unexpectedly low in the rankings, by the way, at number 14, might actually have a chance to move up with all of these teams still having to face each other. My thought is, not really. It's actually really, really good for Texas A&M, who is likely to win every game the rest of the way and finish with only one loss, that, of course, coming in Tuscaloosa against number one Alabama. It's good for the SEC in general because if Florida were to beat Alabama, especially in a close game in Atlanta, both could then pretty easily get in as one-loss teams. And A&M would still have a case at that point. 
I just don't see a way into the top four for a team like Cincinnati or BYU with schedules that are still vastly inferior to anyone in the Power Five. And while 2020 is already an asterisk-filled season, so I guess a group of five team finally getting in won't piss me off too much, a Cincinnati-Alabama matchup just doesn't do it for me the way an Ohio State-Alabama game would, or even a rematch with Texas A&M, or Clemson and Alabama Part 14. Having said all of that, it's also important to remember that these rankings almost literally mean nothing. The final ranking will be decided upon after every single game has been played, and the committee will have a chance to evaluate every single team from every single conference across the entirety of the regular season, whatever that may look like at the end of the next four weeks. Just keep that in mind before you run to Twitter to scream ridiculous takes into the void about where your favorite team should or should not be ranked. After losing Jayon Brown, Ty Sambrello, Kenny Vaccaro, and Jadavian Clowney all in the last two weeks, the Titans were due for some good news, even if it is just incrementally good news. Punter Brett Kern and cornerbacks Christian Fulton and Ty Smith were moved to the designated for return list by the team on Tuesday. This opens up a three-week window, of course, in which the players can practice but won't count towards the Titans' active 53-man roster until they are officially activated from injured reserve. Honestly, at this stage of the week, still four days from Sunday, your guess is as good as mine as to who'll be available and at what percent. We can be hopeful about Adam Humphreys, Roger Saffold, and the mysterious Adoree Jackson, but we likely won't know 100% one way or the other if they're going to play until game time. And of course, we are all busy staring at the COVID outbreak that's taking place with the Baltimore Ravens currently. But we are entering the final leg of the season in which there are seven different teams with either six or seven wins and are within one game of each other in the AFC, including each of the Titans' next two opponents. So every single snap from every single player, and yes, definitely including the punter, could be the difference between getting into the playoffs or missing it altogether. This whole entire football season, college and pro, for everyone, is being held together by fishing wire and balsa wood. So you're damn right I would celebrate if there's a chance that Brett Kern or Christian Fulton could come back and help this team win games down the stretch. Thank you guys all for listening. Of course, I hope you enjoyed that unbelievable match for Nashville SC. Please check out the boys in gold. Do yourself a favor. My name is Braden Gall. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving. We'll have an edition for you of the 440 for Thursday morning, but not on Friday. Thank you all for listening. Rate, review, and subscribe. Share and tell everybody about the show. This has been the 440 for Wednesday, November 25th. The 440 is a production of 440 Media, written and produced by Braden Gall, music by William Tyler. 